What's up? I'm Ryan McMorris. And I'm Wesley McMorris. And we're happily married most of the time. And proud parents of some pretty awesome kids most of the time. And we spent way too much time in corporate America working 70 hours a week, not living our lives intentionally. So we became hardcore entrepreneurs in 2014 and committed to creating a life of freedom. And we believe you can create a life of freedom and a lifestyle of your dreams and make as much money as you want. So whether you're looking to start an online biz or you already have an online business and you're ready to take things up a notch, we got your back. Most of the time, unless you're tripping. So grab a pen and paper and let's make it happen. And understand, and, and if you don't understand this stuff, just they, the, these credit card companies, they actually, it's the law that they, ha- if you call and ask, that they have to tell you uh, what the threshold is. And like, you can go find out that, all right, if, if you max it out at 10, then you need to get the threshold under 40%. That way it doesn't hurt your credit. And then you pay off the rest of that 40% in little small chunks. Exactly. Bingo. Hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. Nail on the head. Rule number 11 ties into rule number 10, but it goes into a different red hole. Never waste money on that stuff. Shoes, furniture, jewelry, clothes, things like that. Just to try to impress people that you don't really even like. Hmm. This is scary, especially in the days and times of Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube, and all this stuff. We're going to go and buy a whole bunch of stuff to prove to people that we can afford something when we really can't afford it. Or to try to impress a bunch of people that don't even like us or that we don't even like. Hmm. And in our industry of the networking world, oh my God, it it freaks me out. It drives me insane when I see people do this stuff because I'm like, you have no idea. I'm like, look, in the words of Warren Buffett, when the tide goes out, you can tell who's naked. Yeah. When the tide goes out, you can tell who's naked. So what do we do to impress people? We go buy Bentleys and Ferraris and Rolls Royces and, you know, $10 million mansions and this and that and blah, 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 top all this bread. But then we're not as liquid as we think that we are. Something happens. Money changes. This happens. Tragedy, whatever the case may be. Now you're selling all that stuff. Pennies on the dollar. And you did it to try to impress a bunch of people. When if you did that to impress a bunch of people, those are probably not the people that you really truly want in your circle. Because the people that you want in your circle, they don't, you know, people like nice stuff, don't get me wrong. And and, and, those high level, high performance people, guess what they don't do? They don't judge because they don't have time for that shit. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They're they're not, it's like, not to mention that it's your stuff. Right, like they don't. There's there's a particular networker, right? I won't say any names. Very, very, very uh, 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 wealthy networker, and and, and uh, he wanted to fly me out ten years ago, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fly out. And then um, three years later, I flew out to kind of sit down with him, kick it with him, and he said, "Said, why didn't you fly out the first time I wanted to bring you out?" I said, "Because everybody that was flying out." In all honesty, they were, they were all impressed with your stuff. It was all about your stuff. And last time I checked, last time I checked, if I walk into a 20,000 square foot house that's yours, I'm really truly only impressed if you're giving me the deed. Hmm. If you're giving me the deed, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. Now, that's not from a, I don't want anybody to take that from a cocky perspective. I want them to take it from a mindset perspective. The mindset is, but when I leave your 20,000 square foot house, I'm going right back to my 5,000 square foot house. It's yours. If you pick me up an XYZ car, after I get out that car, I'm still going back to my specific car. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
if I'm just flying out to see what's possible, I've already seen what's possible with my mentor that I was with every single day that's worth, you know, that was worth over $400 million. Like, there's not going to be another distributor in network marketing that's going to show me what that lifestyle is like because I don't know of a distributor in network marketing that has made $400 million. You know what I mean? I, some, I know some owners, but I know any distributors right. that have done that. So when you, when you think about it from that perspective, certain people can afford certain things, but as business owners, especially in the networking world, we have to be smart enough to say, okay, I'm not doing this to impress this person. I'm not doing this to impress this group. I'm doing X, Y, Z because I want it. Right. I want to do it. You know, and if nobody else likes it, then it is what it is, but I'm not doing it for this reason. Right. Because there's too many people that live, that, that live beyond their means, man. They live beyond their means. They live in zip codes they ain't got no business living in. They drive cars they ain't got no business driving. You know, and they do this to front for the ground. Yep. And it's only getting worse and worse and worse with the, with the younger kids these days. They do it for the gram, they do it for Facebook, they do it for TikTok, and it's like, man, flash your money, all this crazy stuff, and then you wonder why, you know, you're getting robbed and stuck up. Like, be smart about it. Your joy and your peace comes from the love of God, period. And whatever you, uh, whatever you um, acquire physically and uh, materially literally should be an example so you can give more and serve more. Like if you want, there's nothing wrong with having nice stuff. You know what I mean? But what's wrong is when you start having nice things to fulfill some hole that you won't let God fulfill. Like that's, that, that's just real. Bro, bro, you have no idea what you just said. You have no idea. Let me, I got to elaborate on that. Man, I got to elaborate on that. Fulfill the hole. 2003, I'm 27 years old. I made $2 million. I thought the sky was going to part. <laughs> I remember taking my ex-girlfriend to the mall. I was like, T.I., whatever you like, whatever you like. We just, we just, coming up from the streets, man, it's, it's, you, you didn't see that kind of bread, right? So, so what do I do? There's seven days in a week, Ron. I go get seven cars. Hmm. I need a house with a swimming pool in it, in the inside. It was like the freaking boys club. You know, I got five acres of land. I got a pond. I got this. I got all this stuff. It was stuff after stuff after stuff. Four wheelers, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Jury, this, all the stuff that I thought, bro, that I thought was going to make me happy. And I swear to you, after I got this stuff, two weeks later, three weeks later, it was like, what's next? What's next? It, it, was, it was me trying to fulfill this boy. And, and as I started going through some counseling about a decade later, and... This, this light started to get shined on. It was like, man, you, you know you were trying to replace and do all the things that your parents couldn't do. Mm. Now you can do it. You did everything that your parents couldn't do. I tell people, man, when I was 27 years old, I said, you know what my, you know what my goal was when I made my first million dollars? They were like, what? I said, they're getting rid of it as quick as possible. Like, what are you talking about? Like, not directly, not on purpose. Right. It was, I went and bought all the stuff. So then when I was 33 years later, I had like 300 grand. And I'm like, what happened to that? And I was still making money. You know what I mean? Now, the good thing about it is once you hit a, once your thermostat hits a certain level, it's gotta go back. It always stays there. It's easy, right. it, it, you can get it back. You know, that was, that was, you know, I'm 40, I'm 44, I'm 44 right now. Nobody's still in bad for me. We got it back, everything worked out. It all worked out, okay? However, however, it's that void that you said trying to fulfill this void and people buy stuff to fulfill a, a void. I was listening to a, a Dr. Miles Monroe video 
And man, Dr. Miles Monroe was the best. And he said, the biggest reason why so many people wear other people's names is because they don't know their own name. Wow. When I heard that, I was like, what? It's like the biggest reason why so many people wear other people's names is because they don't know their own name. You'll never see Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or you know Steve Jobs, all these crazy billionaires. They don't, they don't care about Louis Vuitton and Gucci and this and that. And that. All of them, they know their name. They know who they are. You know what I mean? It's like, but we, we got to wear certain things or have this or have that to kind of prove to people that we are doing something. And, and, and it really hit me. It hit me when I got to Florida. And I got to Florida in 2004. And uh, I had seven cars. So I drove one, my ex-girlfriend drove one, my assistant drove one, and I had four of them shipped. And one of them was a BMW M5. And it was being delivered in front of my office when I was in the mortgage business. So they, they, bring, in the, 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 they bring in the car out, and my old boss, who was my mentor, $400 million man, he comes outside and he's like, say it, how many cars do you have? I said, I got seven. He said, what kind of car is that right there? So I said, BMW M5, that's a nice car. He said, why do you have so many cars, Sid? I said, because I really like cars, Bill. He was like, no, that's not why you have so many cars. And I'm like, well, why do I have so many cars then? Because <laughs> you like the look that you get at the light when you know that you got the latest and greatest car. You just like the look that people give you. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. Look at him. Who is that? Who is he? He said, you know how many cars I got? I said, how many cars you got, Bill? He says, I got two. He said, you know what's funny about that, though? And I said, what? He says, I got $398 more million dollars than you. And he went back into the building. <laughs> it was like, bah, bah, like hit me with the uppercut, then hit me with the Mike Tyson, then hit my ear off. And I'm like, Lord, it went home and sold five cars. Five <laughs> cars was gone. Five cars was gone within 30 days. I was like, you know what? There's no purpose. He, he made a really, really, really good point. Right. Because he was right, man. It was like, man, I got this newest and latest great toy. And, and I hope some people that are listening to this really, really get it because as much as you think that those things are fulfilling, they, they nice to have. And don't get me wrong, like, we still got nice stuff. But I'm just conscious of, yeah. am I doing it because I want to do it or am I trying to feel something? Right. You know? I mean, this is one thing to want it. And I think that's the journey in life. But, like, can't take that shit with you, you know? Yes. And, and even when you pass it down, like, or what are you really passing down? Are you passing down these negative emotions? Are you passing down this, this, uh, this thought process that's, that's hurting your kids or family or whoever? Like they have to understand that like, like the, the, man, the, the success is the journey. Success mm -hmm. is the journey, you know? And all these things do is just, you know, if you like stuff, like stuff, you know? You know, some of us like vacations, like my, my wife loves to get pampered, you know, like that's well, the fulfillment. I want to, I, I want to serve my wife. So like, that's, you know, what I want to get her, you know, vacations and things like that. And like, you know, just, just, just serve people, you know, like, go, and it goes back to number six. I think number six, when you said like, Hey, if you're going to be around these five people, the ironic part is you don't get that advice if you're not around the right people. Mm -hmm. Because those two big hitters of advice that you got, if you're not around the right people, then they never say that to you. Then you never have those breakthroughs to allow yourself to actually fill the holes of what needs to be there. 
Right. And then you, you also got to be conscious of if you're the one that's winning and then you've got people around you all the time that aren't winning, mm. but they're, they're close in your circle. It's easy for them to penetrate you to be like, you know what? You should get that. You should get that. And they're not, they not doing it because they want you to get it. They're doing it because they want to use your shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a, you can't drive all them cars. You can't ride that boat. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's like you got to be smart about who you are listening to. Speaking of cars, that rolls us right into to rule number 12 because I know we're getting close to the time here. Yeah. Rule number 12, never buy a brand new car unless you are willing to lose 20% of the money, 20% of your money within the first six months. Hmm. Within the first six months or so. If you're, you're lucky if you get the nine months. But people see brand new cars and 0% interest, this, this 2021 XYZ car. As soon as you pull it off the lot, you depreciate it 20%. You only have cars that, that, that are going to increase in value that's some sort of collectible. Some sort of collectible. So I always tell my friends, look, if you want a, a, a new car that bad, most cars don't change the body styles for a couple of years. Most of them don't. It's just a newer version of that car. So if that's the case, get it two years old. Get it three years old. I had a Bentley on my, on my vision board. So in 2006, for five years, I wanted a Bentley, 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 Bentley. 2006, I went and bought a Bentley, okay? Everybody thought I bought a new Bentley. I bought a 2000, this, no, this was, it was a 2006, but I bought it in 2014. So I bought a 2006 Bentley Coupe with 23,000 miles on it. Not one person, right, not one person ever came to me and said, that's a really nice 2006 Bentley Coupe. <laughs> not one person ever said it was like, nice car. Because, if you don't have a Bentley, you can't say what that looks like a 2006. And if you know anything about Bentleys, they didn't change the car, the whole body style of the Bentley. They only changed the front of it. And they didn't do that till like 2015, I believe it was. So you didn't even know the difference. Right. So I, I drive the car for two years and I sold it for four grand more than what I bought it for. Wow. Two years later. So I drove the car for free for two years and I still got paid when I sold it. But I bought it at the right price right price and it was an older vehicle so I always tell people it's like look them 2020 cars they're gonna kill you they're gonna kill you the 2021 is gonna kill you because you need this new latest and greatest thing mm -mm. let the next person take the hit first hmm. let them take the hit on the car let them take the hit on the boat let them take the hit on all them toys first you let them take the hit first then you come in two years later, three years later, five years later, and the Lord knows right now that those people that are liquid are getting so much stuff on sale right now, it's scary. Yo, yo, thanks for tuning in to Intentional Lifestyle Radio. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure you subscribe. And snap a quick pic of this episode and tag us on IG at ILC University. Plus, catch our training videos on YouTube at ILCTV.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. Because people that have over leveraged themselves that got caught up in the corona, that's got to give up certain stuff, they, they, they're not going to get the money that they pay for. Right. And they right. know that. So it's like, I just got to dump this car. I, just, I, I need some cash. I got to dump this boat. I got to dump this. I got to dump that. So yeah. that's real talk right there. That, that's going to hurt a couple of people's feelings that's listening to this, but trust me, just, just let it go now. Take the hit and yeah. just move forward and learn from it. Absolutely. Number, here's another big one. Rule number 13. Never pay your income taxes late if you can help it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Never pay your income taxes late if you can help it because you will be paying 50% in penalties and interest. Period. End of story. Now, for my home-based business owners that are listening to this, especially my network marketers, this is scary for my network marketers because my network marketers don't take that 50, 60, that, that, that 40, 50% rule to heart, especially when they got a job already. So you already got a job. The taxes are coming out your check in the job. You're making three grand a month in your MLM and you're spending three grand a month when you know that 30% of that money isn't yours. So out of the three grand a month, really only about two grand of it is yours. So if you made three grand a month every single month for the whole 2019, a thousand of that wasn't yours. So at the, when it's time to do your taxes, you're supposed to cut a check for $12,000, hmm. roughly in that range. You don't have the 12 grand. And you're like, what happened to the money? Where did it go? Blah, blah, blah. You weren't disciplined. I always tell everybody, set up two accounts. Have your regular account or your tax account. So as soon as you get paid, as soon as you get paid, if you know that your, your direct deposit from XYZ company was five grand, 30% of that wasn't yours. So 1500 went right into the other account without you right off top. You treated it just like they treated to you at your job. Right. They give it to you after the fact. Why does the government, why does the, why does the government tell the employer to take the money from you in the beginning? Because they know you won't do it yourself. Right. They know you aren't disciplined yourself. So as entrepreneurs, this is where we get stuck at. So then we get hit with the penalties and interest. Not a good look. I'm speaking from pure experience. It ain't fun. It ain't fun to have a $100,000 tax bill and then you pay it late and it's 108. It ain't fun because they only let you let it go away one time. Only one time can you put together a cry letter that you can explain this is what happened, it was a corona, and this and that, and I don't have the money. They only let you do that one time in your entire lifetime. I don't care who your accountant is. In your entire lifetime, one time. After that, no more. So if you get on that payment plan, you're still paying 50% penalties and interest of the balance. So we got lucky this year, right? I wouldn't call it lucky, but they extended it because of the corona, right? right? So for those of y'all that haven't paid it yet, it was due on April the 15th. It's not due until July the 15th now. And if you got 10 grand that you got to pay, you need to hustle your ass off for the next 60 days so you got that check on July the 15th. Because as soon as you don't send it in, I'm telling you, they're going to get it. I don't play with anything that's got three letters in it. No, it's got three letters in it. I don't play with it. IRS, CIA, DEA, FBI, FTC, FCC, anything with three letters in it, don't play with it because they can change your life. You don't believe me? Ask Willie Nelson. Hmm. They, made, they made the man make another, he owed the IRS so much money, they made, they made him do an album. And they took 100% of the money. Ask Steve, ask Snoop Dogg, ask Chris Tucker. I remember going seeing the Chris Tucker show, and it was so funny. Chris Tucker was in the hole so bad. I'm at, a, I'm at a Chris Tucker show in St. Pete, and he was like, y'all know I'm in the hole with the IRS. Hell, they in the back counting my money right now. I don't get to keep shit off this show. Real talk. You don't ask Wesley Snipes. Ooh, there's this law. We ain't supposed to pay taxes. Again, again. When he went to jail for three years, yeah. disappeared. Like, don't play. Don't play with that. So whatever that number is, put it aside. It's their money. It's their money. 
pay them or you're gonna pay those penalties and interest. And those penalties and interest are not cool. I was talking to my daughter, and, my, and this year my daughter, she's 23, and she's gonna make a, a chunk. She's, she's probably, this year she's probably gonna make, she's probably gonna make 110, 120 this year. And to be a, 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 a 23 year old with, with no kids and no big responsibility and car paid for and this and that, that's a, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a 23 year old that don't have no rent and still stay with your mom and you throw your mom some money for rent, but you don't have like this bill that shows up, right? And she was like, dad, dad, uh, am I gonna have to write a check next year? I said, absolutely. Absolutely, you're gonna have to write a check. You should be excited about it. She was like, I should I be excited about writing the check? I said, well, first of all, see, we're gonna change the mindset here real quick. When you get a refund, that just means you didn't make enough money. Hmm. That's number one. Number two, all they're doing is giving you back your money anyway. You overpaid. <laughs> He's giving you back your money. Right. When you write a check, that means that you made some good money. Right. As an entrepreneur, you're really solid when you break even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the name of the game. Like, can you, you got to get it. I mean, you can like break even. And when you have your write offs and your, that's why it's so important to have the investments in your education because like education has saved our ass uh, so many times because like, oh, well, we invested. $30,000 in a coach. And then it's like, oh, well, okay, well, I guess uh, the taxable income changes. Exactly. Exactly. You, you get to write that whole thing off. And, and the other thing is that people have to be smart also, like when it comes down to this, and I'm glad you brought that up, you have to be smart about how you are moving around certain things that you're writing off. Because some of y'all, there's some people that are listening to this, they're like, okay, I want to go buy a house. Okay, great. You want to go buy a house. And the mortgage company, the bank or whatever the case may be, typically is between three to four times your amount, three to four times of your net income that they will loan you, okay? So if you made $250,000 this year, right? And, and you went and you wrote off $200,000 worth of receipts and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Now you got 50. You're looking at a $400,000 house, $500,000 house, and the bank is like, you can't afford it. And you're like, no, no, no. And you're Kevin Hart voice. No, 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 no. I can't afford it. No, you can't. This is what your, this is what your, your freaking tax return says. Right. Your tax return says you made X amount. You wrote off X amount. You're spending all this money on your business. So there's, there's, a, there's a balance. And you, you, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to throw it off either because when you throw it off, that's what brings the red flags. Right. You no, know, one year you wrote off 30 grand and next year you wrote off 300. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. And your income changed by 20%. Don't do that. The man is like, oh really? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's let's check that out. You, you, you know what's you know what's you know what's you know what's really painful? I can say this out loud right now. You know what's really painful? What's painful is when something shows up, and I call it the big A. When the big A, when the big A shows up, it's painful. It's painful. That big A, when, when that, and I, I, I'm not even going to elaborate. When the government hits you with the big A and they say, we need to see everything. We don't believe you. Hmm. In the words of Jay-Z, we don't believe you. You need new people. We don't believe you. We don't believe you. Here's the big A. That letter shows up in the mail. Woo. We want to see three years of everything. They want to see everything but your freaking blood type. It ain't nothing there. Man, I'd have been through that. That ain't nothing to play with. Mm. Keep your numbers right. Mm. Keep your numbers right. Keep your numbers right. Rule number 14, never build a business that you don't like for the sake of making somebody else happy. Mm. 
Never build a business that you don't like for the sake of making someone else happy. You join XYZ company because you wanted to make your friend happy. You build an XYZ business because you wanted to make your daddy happy. You wanted to make your sister happy. You wanted to make your girlfriend happy, your brother, your, whoever the case may be. If you have no passion inside of that business, it's going to be easy for you to walk away and it's going to build dissension within that person that you went into business with. Right. So it's easier from a money standpoint to kill it up front. It's easier. So if, 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 a, if a customer of mine came to me and said, said, I want you to join Cincy Candles. And I'm like, I don't even like candles like that. But said, but you know how to build the businesses and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do it for you. Then I go do it. I go do it. Two months later, three months later, it's like I just did it to shut her up. Now, if I'm not building it now, she's like, well, why are you building the business? Like, where your reps at? Where you got? Now they what you do? Because they, they depended upon you to do something. And if you fall back in the beginning, well, then an hour of that conversation, two hours of that conversation, just be honest with that person and say, look, that's not my thing. That's just not my thing. Yeah, but no, but I know that no, that's that's not my thing. Don't build a dissension between a family member or a friend, especially a significant other. Because man, that ooh boy, ooh wee, because that that just opens up Pandora's box, and you don't you don't want to do it. It's just not cool. No, I feel you, man. I mean, people ask us all the time, yo, like, why don't y'all build network marketing anymore, or like build it how you used to? And I'm like, because it's not in alignment with where we are, and like. We, we do so much personal development. Like we know the universe is seeking truth. Like we don't do anything that we listen to God. We listen to our, we listen to ourselves and like, we don't do anything for other people. We don't do anything for anybody else's approval, but God's. There you go. There you, go. He, you know, and, and a lot of us, we can't listen to him because we don't quiet our distractions. You feel me? Like a lot of us, we expect God to speak up instead of to quiet our own distractions. Mm -hmm. You can't hear them through noise. I right. tell people all the time, you can't, you can't, you can't hear them through noise. You can't speak through noise. Right. You know, so, and, and again, you just, you just, look, you woke up one day and say, hey, this is in alignment with who I am and what I want to do. Right. But you also weren't scared of the fact that, hey, I know how to create money. I yeah. know I, I can create some money. So you know what? I was making XYZ over here. I just got to create XYZ and then, hold on, I can make, I can create some higher ticket stuff. Ooh, the same money that I was making with X amount of people, I could do it with three sales. Yeah. I can do it. Okay. All right, let me do this. And then I can actually serve some of those people at the same time because I know what they're looking for. It's almost like, yeah, I still got organization. You know what I mean? I still do my thing. But from a social media perspective, I don't talk about it on the forefront like that because I coach people in so many different companies. And I'm helping so many, and I mean, I'm, I'm doing speaking engagements for big, I got a big one coming up on Thursday. It's probably gonna be 2,000 people, you know what I mean? In a whole different company, you know what I mean? But I don't try to recruit those people. I don't talk about XYZ on Facebook, so their uplines aren't afraid of them being around me, you know what I mean? Because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna navigate around that a lot differently. Now, I didn't used to be like that, especially coming up in, you know, back in the day, 2009, 2010, you know, but we learned over time, hey, let's be smart about how we're navigating it. You got to be smart. You got to do things in alignment with who you are, you know, and, and what you what your gut tells you, no matter who says what, because there's I'm sure you've got upline, you know, upline friends that you thought they were really, really cool with you. And you realize that after you stop building, they want that cool with you because they wanted to get some work out. You. 
Right. And then every now and then they call you up and be like, so when you gonna kind of come back around? Like, so, <laughs> like I thought you was my boy. Like, oh, so, okay, all right, I dig it. Oh, yeah. well, as long as I'm slinging your stuff, I'm good. But if I'm not, like, right. I ain't your boy. So it's interesting, man. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Rule number 15, last one. Rule number 15. When investing in the stock market or when following very, very wealthy people, if you hear of a CEO, investing millions of dollars in their own stock, you should probably pay attention to them. If you hear of a CEO dumping millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars on their own stock before some announcement came, you should be following them. What the most people don't understand is that any public officer of a, any uh, officer of a publicly traded company, when they make a transaction, has to be reported. Mm -hmm. Has to be reported. So if the CEO of XYZ company goes and he dumps $10 million in shares of, of XYZ company and there was no announcement, you know, that this happened to the company, that happened to the company or earnings call is coming up in a week or so, he knows something that you don't know. So there's a really good chance that he ain't losing no money. So if I'm the CEO and I dump something before the word gets out, it's because I know something get ready to happen. Right. Or vice versa, if I know something dramatic is getting ready to happen and not going out and start buying a whole bunch of it. <laughs> it's called the clue. That's <laughs> called the clue. <laughs> it's called the clue. It's like, hold on, Johnny ain't dropping 20 million for no reason. Right. You know, you're trying to figure out what you should do with five grand and Johnny just dropped 20 million. And you're like, you know what? I ain't heard nothing. I ain't read nothing on Yahoo Finance. I ain't got no email. My financial advisor ain't called me, but he just dropped 20 million. I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna follow him. That has made me so much money, bro. Just, I mean, seriously. Yeah, people paying attention, right? Yeah, yeah, well, paying attention. I mean, you can, you can find this stuff out by following the companies. Like, when you are, when you're looking at investing in certain companies, you start to follow their insiders. Right. You know what I mean? Or you can link up with a company called, uh, like the Oxford Club in Maryland. You know, they have insider alert reports, you know, that you gotta subscribe for the service. You know, but when they, they track all these insiders from numerous different companies. And when they go and they make crazy investments, they trigger you. XYZ person just bought 10 million shares. XYZ person just sold $20 million. <laughs> you get the trigger. And it's like, okay, okay, all right. So what do you think is happening right now? I mean, the stock market took a crazy dip. And all these CEOs, they, come, they know the values of their companies. And, and so if you see them going there and gobbling up a whole bunch of stuff, when it's on sale, I mean, they, they, they just showed you what the story looks like when the mortgage, when we had the mortgage issue. Yep. They got all this money, they were bailed out, and they took all the money, and they freaking bought back all their stock. And then they ran back up again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you already saw the story. So right. if you saw the story one time, history tends to repeat history repeats itself. Yeah. History repeats itself. So, Ryan, my man, those are, 10, those are 15 rules, my brother. They, uh, they, they, there's, there's more, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually taking this to a whole nother level. I'm going to add uh, quite a few more that I've been working on in the background. Um, but I think the, when people follow these top 15 rules, even though it could be challenging to a lot of people's mindset, it could change the way they look at money and it could literally change their financial future. So for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. I love it, man. Um, guys, guys, if you, if you got some value from this, make sure you reach out to said, um, he's always on Facebook, always doing Facebook lives and, uh, and just connecting with people and just creating a, just an environment where, you know, Hey, ain't no bullshit. It's just, it's just, Hey, this is the way it is. And, uh, and so, uh, well, yo, first of all, thank you again, man. I took like crazy notes.
So uh, I'm going to be going back. I'm going to be going over some stuff. But, yo, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you just diving in. And, and again, this conversation was heavy. So go back and listen to it again because this one was a real one. So said, my man, I love you. And uh, we're going to we're gonna be out. But we'll have you on again, man. And uh, yo, bro. Love you back. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. Always, my brother. See you, buddy. All right. How would it feel to turn social media strangers into a flood of new enrollments and sales for your business? Well, we're going to show you exactly how to do that in our social media instant profit masterclass, where we'll show you exactly the three steps that we've been using over the years to create a flood of enrollments and sales in our business and the same three-step process that we teach thousands of students that have gone through the same thing. So head over to ilcuniversity.com forward slash masterclass and get your access to the social media instant profit masterclass today. See you there.